Welcome to Life in Accounting, the Where Accountants Go podcast. Life in Accounting is the podcast for everyday heroes like you working in the accounting profession. Are you ready to hear from accounting influencers, thought leaders, visionaries, and other professionals leading change in the accounting world? Then stay tuned for Mark Goldman, a CPA, the owner of Where Accountants Go, and your host. Welcome to Life in Accounting. And uh, then I was assigned uh, to what was called a B-7 bomber crew, B-26 aircraft. And I uh, was sent overseas to Europe and flew bombing missions over Germany. Hello everyone, I'm Mark Goldman, a CPA and your host for Life in Accounting, the Where Accountants Go podcast. That clip was from Carl Chilton, one of the two founding members of Long Chilton, a CPA firm that started in Brownsville, Texas, right on the southern tip around 1951 with three employees and that Carl and his partner grew to about 75 employees before he retired in 1988. Carl hasn't retired in the classic sense of the word, though. He's had many articles that he's written and a couple books that he got published as well prior to retirement. And on top of that, he's written a total of about 15 or so books to date. And he's even working on a few now that he's looking forward to completing soon. I really was honored that Carl was open to sharing his time with us. Carl truly is a legend in the accounting community, the founder of a firm, published author of books, published author of many professional articles, a World War II pilot, and and frankly, many other accomplishments that I'm not sure I'll ever be aware of. It's really a rare opportunity for us to hear a little of his story. I know this interview is a little more brief than our other interviews, but I'm sure you'll appreciate the, the specialness, so to speak, of the opportunity to speak with Carl. Also, when we got started, we were very limited for time, so I jumped straight into the first question of how he started in accounting in the first place. So please excuse the lack of the introduction. I'm trying to cover that here in the intro. Without further ado, here we go with Carl Chilton of Brownsville, Texas. Well, let's start at the beginning, Carl. How did you decide to become an accountant in the first place? My interest in accounting began when I was a, I think, a sophomore in college. I had decided to study business, but I didn't, hadn't focused on accounting at that time. And I took the uh, elementary accounting course, and I kind of related to that. And uh, it seemed like accounting, the process, and the double entry, and all that made sense. And I went through I went through that course and uh, completed it and intended to then move on to the next level. But at that point, World War II started, and I entered military and was there for three or three and a half years or something like that. And then I came back and I repeated elementary after I'd been out 
for that long, I decided to repeat the elementary accounting course, which I did. And then I went on to, to I guess, four or five or six additional accounting courses uh, before I graduated. Okay. I'm curious, what did you do during the war? What was your, your job in the military? I, when uh, the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor, it became apparent to me and all of my fellow students, the men my age, we were going to be in the military. I uh, decided to stay in college for one more semester because I didn't think the military, I didn't know what I would want to do in the military, what kind of enlistment or whatever I would want to make. So I remained in college for one more semester. And during that semester, the military recruiters started appearing on campus. And I went over and talked to them, talked to the people with what was called then called the Army Air Corps. And I didn't know anything about aviation, but I just, they were there and I thought I would talk to them. And so they gave me some tests, checked my coordination, my eyesight. I don't remember whether we had a written test or not. But when I got through, they told me I was eligible to enlist as an aviation cadet to be trained to be a military pilot. So I did. And I enlisted, and then sometime later, I was called to active duty and went through the training and was successful in a pretty, pretty tough nine-month training to go through all that, to be qualified to become a, a second lieutenant and a, and a pilot. But I, I made it through there. Then I was assigned to what was called a B-Set bomber crew. B-26 aircraft, and I uh, was sent overseas to Europe and flew bombing missions over Germany. Wow. Did you ever consider staying in aviation instead of returning to accounting? No, I did not. I was not interested in staying in the military, and I got out as fast as I could. (laughs) Okay. So after you finished your degree, how did you come to be one of the founding partners of Long Chilton. Did you work somewhere else first or was that immediately after college? Well, actually, after I graduated, I was a little bit uncertain just how I wanted to go about starting some kind of a career. And my father was an educator. He had been a school superintendent for many years and I was kind of interested in education. So I moved to Brownsville. I was offered a job teaching at in Brownsville, Texas, it was then called Brownsville Junior College. And I taught, I guess, for three years, I believe. And in the meantime, I was taking the CPA exam and I passed the exam, completed the exam during those time I was teaching at the college. And a fellow by the name of Bill Long had an accounting office here and he contacted me and wanted to get acquainted and uh, we did, and he asked me to start doing some work for him. And I did. I started doing some work for him, and I was continued teaching for a while, and I was working part time for him. And then, then we decided to go into partnership after a year or two of that earlier arrangement. Interesting. What did you enjoy the most about running your firm, or what was the most rewarding aspect? Well, I enjoyed dealing with clients from a standpoint of trying to look at their financial reports and 
point out some things or maybe make some suggestions or about things they might do or other things I might do to help them. My interest was in the matter of running their businesses and helping them do the best job of running their business. Of course, we did the tax work and and had to handle that to their advantage. But I think, I guess I'm kind of business oriented and I enjoyed the business side of helping them run their business, I think, was maybe the thing that I enjoyed the most. Okay. That sounds a lot like the character Harlan Blake, CPA, in your book. Was was Harlan based on you? Yeah. Well, that, that book, all the different chapters of that book pretty much are based on different situations that came up during my career. I based that on the chapters in that book pretty much based on different incidents and situations that I dealt with in my work with the firm. What did you find the most challenging about running your practice or building your practice? Well, Mr. Long and I were pretty conscious of getting acquainted with as many people as we could and becoming as well known as we could in the community. So we were involved in the community and different things like the Rotary Club and stuff like that, meeting as many people as we could. And he was he was very good at he was older than I was. He had more experience. He was he was good at that that type of thing. And of course when you first start out, well you he he had been in business before. He had he had some pretty good clients. I had acquired a few uh, in my years of teaching, but we were really starting from a pretty low level. So the first few years were a little bit tough from the standpoint of bringing in enough revenue to make a pretty good living. It took several years to really get it going. Okay. So just so our audience knows a little more of the history, I, I guess, how long did you operate the practice? At what point did you end up retiring? And, and, and how old are you now, Carl? Well, we started in 1951, and I retired in 1988. After 37 years, mm. and I'm now uh, 94 years of age. Okay. When did you start writing books? Well, on the writing part, I, I've i always liked to write. When I first got into accounting practice, enjoyed the joined the American Institute of CPAs. Uh, they have a magazine, Journal of Accountancy, and they had a place where you could send in little articles, a few comments about things you were doing in your practice. I started sending in some, and to my astonishment, they printed them all, and somebody with Prentice Hall, you're familiar with the name Prentice Hall? Yes. Prentice Hall was a big, maybe they still are, I don't know, big publishing company. So uh, they contacted me, wanted me to write a, write a chapter in a book they were going to produce, and so I did. Then after that, they contacted me again, wanted me to write a book. A whole book, <laughs> you know, it's pretty challenging. <laughs> and I finally decided, well, I, I was pretty busy, but I couldn't resist that opportunity. And so I did. Took a long time, and to get it done, the editors of Prentice Hall were pretty tough to deal with. And we finally got it finished. The name of that book was "Successful Small Client Accounting Practice." And to my astonishment, that book sold 26,000 copies throughout the United States. It was just a huge success. That was the beginning of my efforts at writing books. Wow. How many books have you written? 
Well, I wrote two books on accounting. They had me come back later and write another one, a uh, second one. Since then, uh, since I retired, I've written, I would say, probably about 10 books on the history of Brownsville, Texas, which is where I've been living. And uh, we're uh, our location, we're at the very southern tip of Texas. It's a unique location, and it's had a, a lot of uh, interesting history. And I found plenty to write about, and I'm still doing it. I've, st- I've still have I have a couple of more books now that I hope to get out one of these days pretty soon. So I guess I've written at least fifteen, but most of them have been about Brownsville, Texas. Then I wrote the fiction one about Harlan Blake. Is that your only fiction book? That's the only one. Yeah, that's the only one that has been fiction. All the rest have been. It has been about accounting or about history. Okay. One of my listeners asked me to add this question in every time we interview, and so I wanted to ask you as well. If you could go back in time and give yourself just one piece of advice when you were younger, maybe when you were starting your career, what do you think that might be? Well, it depends on how young, when you say when I was younger and I was starting my career, as an accountant. Okay. Yeah, to go into an accountant, I didn't have two good idea, very good ideas about exactly what kind of work was done by accountants in CPA practice. I guess, of course, I knew you did tax work and auditing and preparation of financial statements. I guess I was aware of that. But as to what it took to put all that together, I didn't have a very good idea. I was really a greenhorn when I got out of college. Okay. Well, I want to be respectful of your time, and I think we have 10 more minutes based on what we were talking about earlier. I end every interview with the same three questions. The first question I always ask every guest at the end is, what has been your proudest moment? Well, I guess in my accounting career, my proudest moment may have been in 1979, I was elected president of the Texas Society of CPAs. At that time, the, the organization had, I think, about 14,000 members. It's quite a bit bigger now, but it's uh, really an honor to be elected state president. I think that would the way I would define my proudest moment. Okay. Well, tell us about a mistake you made. And what you learned from it, of course. And the more open you can be, or, or the bigger mistake, the better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether I can answer that. I sure I made mistakes, and I, I put them behind me. Nothing comes to mind. I got sued one time about a financial statement issued, and I thought the, the lawsuit was rather ill-conceived. But we went to trial for a while. I think as I look back at what I, the work I did that involved getting sued, I would say that was my biggest mistake. But it's, it was something had to do with a financial statement that was prepared. That the, the situation was that we had a client who was selling a half interest of his business to another guy, and the guy that bought in brought the lawsuit. It was a kind of a crazy situation. But I, I think if I had, I kind of look upon that as being something I did that wasn't too good. 
Okay. So I guess that's the way I would answer that. Was that situation portrayed in the Harlan Blake book? No, it was not. Okay. It sounded a little similar to something I thought. I don't think I it thought. was. Okay. Well, tell us about the best advice you've ever received, and then we'll go ahead and say goodbye. <laughs> the best advice I've ever received. I don't have a memory of anything I can identify that was that special. Okay. Well, I want to ask one more question then. Because you built such a successful practice, for for younger people considering starting a practice from the ground up, is there any advice you'd like to pass on? Well, you, of course, have to to get acquainted with as many people in the business community as you can. The more friends you have, the more people you know, the more people that know you, the more likelihood is that they will employ you to be do their accounting work then once you get going you have to get have to do good work have to do quality work if you have clients who are happy then they will talk about that to their friends they basically are they don't plan it is exactly that way but that they do some recruiting for you because they like your work when we first started of course we were in brownsville it was a pretty small town there was only one other CPA in town, and he was pretty set in his ways, and there were some other people who practiced as what were called public accountants. They were not CPAs. So we were by far the most progressive, and we were pretty ambitious. So it kind of set us apart. Uh, I don't know. You have to be in the right place for that to happen, but that's the way it happened with us. But you need to do something to make yourself known, and then to do good, obviously, you have to do good work. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much, Carl. I'm honored you decided to to do this interview, and you've been very patient with me and my technology around it. So thank you very much. I really appreciate you sharing your story with us. As I mentioned, that one was definitely a special opportunity for us. There are so many things I would have liked to ask Carl about, but I was very happy to even have half an hour with him. He came to us through friends of friends of friends, as they say, so he had never heard of the podcast before, and it was very gracious of him to accept the invitation to spend the recording time with me. I hope you found it interesting. Well, this has been another episode of Life in Accounting, the Where Accountants Go podcast. Please do remember to share the podcast and our home website, whereaccountantsgo.com, with a friend. Until next week, I wish you the best. We'll be back soon. There's more to come.